fastest growing TV network, the new TNN. Pop culture addicts. Take a deep breath, count to three, and please try not to be persnickety. But it's time to launch a brand new endeavor here on the new TNN podcast feed. It's Toad Man, the show that acts as a chronology through the world of Cape Side, Massachusetts, as we dive deep headfirst into the shallow body of water that is the WB 1998-2003-ish to classic Dawson's Creek. A television program responsible for the sexual awakenings of many 40, late 30-somethings here in the real world today. And uh, we're here to talk about it. Now, I say we... You may recognize me, of course. My name is Johnny C. I'm the purveyor and host of most of the new TNN podcast shows here at the family of the new TNN, where we cover pop culture like wrestling, movies, and now television. Here with me uh, to join me on this quest is the Toad Man himself. He's a bit of a toady, sometimes a bit of an asshole or a know-it-all, but even I have to acknowledge that he does know quite a bit. He is a connoisseur of film, television, and budget motels. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Film Connoisseur doing the finger quotes thing so I don't get sued, Kevin Nash. Kevin, welcome to Toad Man. Johnny, I hope you got your seatbelt on, buddy. I mean, look at the adjective. Hope. Uh, we're going to be dropping some knowledge here to Cape Side on this uh, tenon. Uh, Kevin, it's pronounced the new T-N-N. It's not the new tenon. That is, uh, that's exactly what I said, Johnny. The new tenon. So, uh, right from the get-go, uh, you're welcome, by the way, for appearing on this broadcast. You know, I've been watching Dawson's Creek since 99 in the Cow Palace. Kevin, actually, if you just give me a second, we're going to, uh, we're going to sort of outline the show for everybody and, and get them prefaced, and then we'll go into a sort of our, how we started with the show, okay? Ah, sounds logical. Good idea. Glad it was mine. Okay, so yeah, here on Toad Man, uh, each episode will uh, recap and talk about an episode of Dawson's Creek. And of course, we're going to start at the only place possible in the beginning. Uh, I want to outline, though, sort of how these episodes are going to feel for everybody, or, you know, as, as we move through this journey. So, unlike some of the wrestling shows here where we, like, go through line by line, match by match, this is going to be more of an overview type of experience. So, I want Kevin and myself are going to talk about our experiences with the show and how we came to it and our history with it. And then we'll get started with sort of what you can expect each week or each episode. Uh, we'll start with a summary, uh, sort of the main plot points, the to-dos or what have you, so everybody's all in the same picture about what happened during the episode. Then we're going to have chats. 
Uh, we're going to chat about what uh, stood out to us in between the ad breaks. I mean, you know how these TV shows work. They start about 15 minutes in, they go to a commercial, half hour commercial, 45 commercial, and then we're out of here. All right. So, you know, we're going to use those commercial breaks as built-in act pauses. Yeah, it's a three-act structure, Johnny. It's a mise-en-scene, if you will. Uh, I think the podcast listeners are probably familiar with it. I mean, unless they're uh, dumb shits. You guys ain't a bunch of dumb shits, are you? Yeah, did you hear that? They all said no. Well, Kevin, I'm glad you could hear them. I couldn't, and I apologize for that, fans. I'll try to keep them on a, a leash here. Uh, and then we'll give our individual MVP of the episode, who we think's responsible for uh, the most awesomeness, if you will. I'm not really sure how to really put it into words. Maybe the MVC, the most valuable creaker? <laughs> That's pretty funny. Johnny, i got to tell you, this is not fucking funny at all. All right, uh, fair enough. So, uh, history with the show. Uh, I'll start. Uh, I came to Dawson's Creek pretty early on. I think I may have missed uh, the pilot or what have you, but I, I don't know how. I caught up on it in reruns. Uh, there really weren't a ton of reruns when it comes to weekly broadcast TV, but you know, I had the WB and UPN. We were lucky to, to get these offshoot channels where I was growing up. And uh, wow, Dawson, uh, Dawson Leary, uh, as much as I hate to admit it, because much like most leaders of television programs, like Leonardo in the Ninja Turtles, the fucking main character, team leader in the cartoon, least interesting character, Cyclops, X-Men, least interesting character. I I definitely have so much in common with Dawson, which unfortunately makes me like the least interesting character, but much like uh, little Dawson there, I I grew up wanting to be a filmmaker. Well, did you make it? Well, Kevin, I'm sitting here uh, making a podcast about a show uh, that was on TV in 1998, and it's 2022, nearly 2023. What do you think, asshole? All right, well, what have you directed? What can I see? Okay, I guess sarcasm is lost on you, Kevin. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I was uh, religiously a fan of the show until it got a little crazy. Uh, season 3 kind of threw me through a loop. Uh Season 3, of course, when uh, Joey and Pacey start doing their thing, uh, we get start to get some ridiculous guest characters, like the kid from uh, Jerry Maguire. We've got the one, like, two-parter that's a backdoor pilot for some other show about uh, Pacey's sometimes buddy. Uh, uh, we'll get there when we get there in, like, 2028. Uh, but also, when they got the uh, clothing contract with American Eagle, and I was like, hey, uh, the guys on TV are just wearing the same shirt that I'm wearing because there was like one trendy mall store uh, that I could get to easily and it was American Eagle and it's like they're just wearing the same shit that I am and I, uh, as much as people think you want to see yourself reflected up there on screen uh, I really wanted to see like fictionalized versions of teenagers uh, which is great because everybody here is like 25 or something you know uh, Johnny uh, they're not 25 or something some of them are 21 some of them are 22 uh, but you're lying to your audience. Uh, you want to get the facts straight. You should probably uh, let old Kevin handle this. Uh, as Johnny mentioned in the intro, I'm a bit of a connoisseur film and television. Uh, back in 99, I'm hanging out at the Cow Palace in San Francisco, and uh, Roddy Roddy Piper, the pipes man, hands me a video cassette. Uh, I was under the impression it was a sex tape uh, between Sonny and the Heartbreak Kid. Things been passed around a lot. Uh, it was my turn to make another couple toppy, took a couple tup, couple of copies. Johnny, what do you put in my drink, man? So anyway, I'm making a couple of copies of this tape uh, for some of the boys that haven't seen it yet. Uh, Glacier needed a copy. Uh, mean Mike Enos needed a copy. 
Hugh Morris. God damn, that fat ass was on like his third copy. Uh, Mark Madden was selling him out of his truck. But anyway, I'm like, Pipes, this is, what's this, sh- this show, man? It, it, it's a TV show. I'm trying to get some, some sex, some heartbreak kid. Or some heartbreak clit. Ha <laughs> ha! What do you think of that one, Johnny? Kevin just finished the story. So I'm like, Pipes, what is this? And he's like, uh, oh, it's Dawson's Creek. It's a really good show. I'm obsessed with it, and I want to see the girl's tits someday. Anyway, long story short, when things got tough in WCW and Vinnie Rue was running the show, uh, we just passed the time by trading Creek tapes. We call it Creek, you know. And, uh, you know, I, I stayed all the way to the final episode. Got through three boxes of tissues and Michelle Williams bit the big one. You know, Kevin, maybe someone listening hasn't seen the entire show and you just gave away that Michelle Williams dies in the last episode. I just said she bit it. You just explained bar none what happens. Well, I can tell this is going to be fun, folks. So it sounds like you watched it with your friends backstage in WCW. Do you know Tony Schiavone was a big fan? Big fan? Who do you think took me to my first Creek Con? It was a Tonester. Wow. Do you think we can get him on the show? Probably not. All right, so uh, that I guess that about sums up where we're coming to this thing. But yeah, I mean, I wanted to be Dawson, not because he was like cool, but because I wanted to make movies. It sounds like Big Kev. Uh, these teens really spoke to something in his heart. You know, was there anything particular about the show that you were really obsessed with? Like I wanted to be a movie maker, like Dawson was. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I wanted to be a speedster. A what? A speedster? You know, able to run, like, really fast and penetrate the speed force. Is this a sort of joke because the guy that plays Dawson's dad played the Flash on that TV show on CBS that lasted for, like, six weeks? Six weeks! Johnny, we're gonna have to have some words. It lasted quite a bit longer than that. But yeah, Dawson's dad could penetrate the speed force, vibrate at different frequencies to move from multiverse to multiverse. Plus, he's made of that hot chick with the hair. I bet mean, that chick had hair everywhere. Well, where it counts. You know that big bouffant she's got, sort of a Barbara Eden thing? I Dream of Genie, 1962. Was that a gold member-esque tick, Kevin? You're going to say the name of a show in a year every time you reference something? No. The fuck's wrong with you? You making fun of the handicap? Should kick you in the nuts, Johnny. All right, so um, let's just tell you what. Let's get a summary. Kev, do you have a summary prepared? Yeah, Johnny, I do. Uh, Dawson's Creek Season 1, Episode 1, Pilot, directed by Steve Miner. Hey, Steve Miner! Uh, he directed uh, Halloween H2O, My Father the Hero, Friday the 13th 2 and 3, getting that 3D working, written by Kevin Williamson, of course one of the creators of the show, uh, responsible for Scream. And maybe Scream 6, I haven't looked up yet. Uh, Runtime 44 minutes mixed in Dolby. Broadcast in color. Aspect ratio on this bad boy is 1331, or as we say in the biz, a 43. It's a full screen format. Uh, I think they shot this on 35 as well. Just just like the what happens in the plot, bro. Bro? Ain't you bro, man? In the peaceful coastal New England town of Capeside, Massachusetts, Massachusetts? Did you fucking say Massachusetts? In the peaceful coastal New England town of Capeside, Massachusetts? It, wow. <laughs> we found something you're not good at. You can't say Massachusetts, can you? 
In the peaceful coastal New England town of Capeside, Mass, Dawson Leary, a 15-year-old film buff, lives a fantasy life of movies and filmmaking with lifelong friends, tomboy, Josephine Joey Potter, and the outgoing and clownish, Pacey Witter. On the day before starting the new school year as a sophomore, Dawson meets and falls for newcomer Jennifer, Jen Lindley, who arrives from New York City. Ah, from New York. Yeah, I know what it's like to come somewhere from New York. I digress. From New York City, into the house next door to Dawson to help her grandmother care for her invalid grandfather. Dawson's new body with Jen makes Joey slightly jealous, which comes out during a movie outing with her, Dawson, Pacey, and Jen. Meanwhile, Pacey, man about town, finds himself growing in love with a new mystery woman that comes to town, Tamara Jacobs who turns out to be the new English teacher at Capeside High School. Also, Dawson tries to get into Capeside's film class, but is denied for being a sophomore. Alright, so, yeah, I mean, that, that pretty much sums it up. Uh, let's start with the opening, Kev. So, right from the get-go, we're greeted with Dawson's bedroom. Sort of the center stage apex of the entire fucking show here. Dawson and Joey are watching E.T. on the television. Dawson, of course, played by legendary James Vanderbeek. And uh, Joey played by legendary uh, Tom Cruise captive Katie Holmes. I think she's a uh, fucking electro these days. <laughs> when I read that, Johnny, it was shocking. Anywho, they're watching E.T. Uh, I, You know, I don't like Spielberg films much. E.T.'s not bad. Um, I'll never forget my, my film professor. He told me an interesting story about E.T. It, it was like my first day of film school, and uh, I wish all days were like this, but he starts launching this soliloquy about how, you know, we don't understand movies. And he brought up E.T. and was like, E.T. is a story about Jesus Christ. He said that since Spielberg was of Jewish ancestry and uh, I believe a practicing Jewish, a practicing in Jewish faith, um, he wanted to make a film about Christ but was fearful of how that might be reflected in the greater society, which is wrong, of course, but at the same time. So he made E.T., a film in which uh, E.T. comes from the heavens, is hunted by those that don't understand him, feared by those that don't understand him, has a mental connection with Elliot, knowing everything the boy sees and feels and thinks, tells Elliot, I'll be right here in your heart, even when you can't see me. Uh, Not to mention that Jesus dies and is resurrected, or much like E.T., who dies and is resurrected. And in the shot, uh, Kevin, I don't know what it was filmed in. Two, three, five, one. Okay, so when it's filmed in that widescreen aspect ratio, the 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 van doors blow open and E.T.'s in like a white robe and like there's wind blowing behind him and it's like, oh, I'm resurrected. And it's like, yeah, E.T.'s returned from the dead as well. Um, so yeah, it just blew me away. So I kind of respect E.T. a little bit, I'm not going to lie. Uh, Kevin, what are your thoughts on E.T. as Jesus? I'm... Gee, isn't that the guy from Los Boricuas? No, it's the dude from, uh, uh, you ever read that comic Resurrection Man? Uh, the guy that dies and comes back to life? I think it was in She-Hulk. I am familiar with the She-Hulk. So, he's got powers like that guy? Ah, I'll take your word for it. Let's, let's move right along. So yeah, they're watching E.T. and they're pissed off that it didn't win the Oscar, even though Gandhi's better. Uh, we see Dawson's mom, Mary Margaret Humes. Oh, yeah, sexy milf right there. Look at that hair, Johnny. Jesus, she's a a 90s dream. She is, and I think she's only like 10 years older than Dawson, too, so science explained that one. Um, 
And Joey is sort of Dawson's best friend, you know? They're best friends since the dawn of time. Uh, they've done everything together. They learned how to ride bikes. I'm sure they climbed some trees. I mean, she's got a ladder that climbs up to his window so she can bypass the parental units. Clearly, it's an asexual relationship. Uh, but things are getting complicated. Joey doesn't want to sleep over. She's got boobs now. I mean, those are her words, not mine. I'm just saying. And he's like, so what? Sleep over anyway. I'm Dawson. And she's like, but Dawson, you have genitalia. He's like, I've always had genitalia, Joey. What the fuck? Who uses the word genitalia? Which, which begs the question, Kev. Do you think the Kevin Williamson dialogue makes these kids feel fake or real? Johnny, I, I don't understand the difference between fake and real. I'm a sports entertainer. Uh, help me out here. Well, do you think they sound like real teenagers because they don't talk like idiots on fucking Full House or Family Matters? Or do you think they sound like adults? Uh, I never met a chick with a rack like that at that age. Jesus Christ, Kevin, I'm talking about the dialogue. Yeah, the dialogue's pretty good. I gotta admit, Williamson knows what he's doing. Think of it like this. If you, you got a kid, right, Johnny? I do. Does he talk to you like this? Dad, I want to go to my friend's house. Or does he say, Hey, Dad, fucking wake up. I'm heading out of here. Give me some money. Probably the latter. All right, so the Dawson's Creek is accurate to the way that the kids speak. Yeah, so they do sleep over. Um, it's a little awkward. Dawson sort of lingers on Joey like, Well, maybe I... Maybe I am attracted to her. I don't know. But they're, you know, they're friends. It's innocent. It is an innocent sleepover. I don't want to make it sound dirty like Kevin was thinking. But it's like, you know, and this is when we hit the credits. And this whole opening scene completely encapsulates everything you need to know about Dawson and Joey. Okay? Joey is rough around the edges, a pessimist. Dawson is an optimist that's obsessed with fucking Steven Spielberg for some reason. And they have platonic sleepovers because they're best buddies. Thank you very much, HBO Max, because when the credits hit, we don't want to wait for this life to be over. None of this, Every voice inside my head is telling me to run like mad. Yeah, I gotta admit, I'm not much of a fan of that. I prefer the tapes that Piper gave me. I never bought the DVD, so I've got all the original soundtrack and everything. Maybe I can upload them for the fans. I don't know that we have fans, Kevin, but nonetheless... So, our amazing opening credit sequence ends, and we get shots of Cape Side setting up the beautiful Massachusetts town. Thank you, Kevin. And it's a really nice place to be, I suppose. There's lots of people boating and boating, and we get some more boating. Uh, it seems like a fucking rich, uptight white town, so yay. <laughs> Anywho, Joey's on the dock in a bikini. The camera lingers on her, but holy fucking testicle Tuesday, the creature from the Black Lagoon leaps out and pulls Pacey or pulls Joey into the water. I'm all out of sorts because Katie Holmes is in a bikini. Ha <laughs> ha! You thought I was the perv. Shut up. Anyway, uh, and Dawson's like, cut, cut, cut! Let's pause here. Kevin, does Dawson absolutely fucking look like a goof with the fucking headset on with the mounted camera? I mean, look, I'm all about filmmaking, but... The show's not doing any favors to make me like Dawson. I mean, he just looks like a toady. Uh, I don't know anything about toadies, but yeah. I mean, all he's mentioned is the little, missing is the little French guy hat. Ho-ho, wee-wee, I'm making a movie. Look at my beret. Ah. <laughs> Kevin, that's actually not bad, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he looks like a goof. Pacey's playing the creature from the Black Lagoon. They're making their horror film. Dawson wants to enter in the Boston Film Festival. Uh, Joey's like, you grab my ass. You ain't got no ass to grab, says Pacey. You know, it's just stupid kid banter, but it works. As much as I think Dawson looks like a goof, I am super jealous that he's got this set up at age 15. 
uh, you know, a rich white kid with his parents buying him his film camera. It's fine. It's fine. It is what it is. But at the same time, they're all startled. They need to keep getting the shot. They need to keep filming. They got deadlines to meet. They got dailies to review. But Hey Pretty Girl, a song plays like Hey Pretty Girl. And a blonde girl in a very short dress gets out of the taxi cab. I'm not trying to shame her. It's just like you fucking... This dress is short. Poor Michelle Williams being exploited like this. It's not cool. But like... You know, it's a babe getting out of the car next door. It's a yellow cab, and it's uh, Jen Lindley. Here we go. Here we go. She's here to disrupt the peaceful capeside dynamic of Dawson and Joey. Um, she's moving in next door. She's from NYC, as Kevin referenced. Uh, she's got a sick grandpa, and she's going to be in the 10th grade. She met Dawson a long time ago. You could tell Joey's already jealous, because uh, Joey's a bit of a... Let me stop you here. Joey's a bit of a tomboy. All right, take a look at Sonny. Now, Sonny in the workout gear, bit of a tomboy. Sonny in the cheerleader gear is Jen. So we got <laughs> body Don as Joey. And we got viewer discretion is advised, Sonny, as Jen Lindley. I think that about sums it up. Okay, if you want to bring wrestling into it, that's fine. Uh, they, you're like, oh, we'll be excited to see you in school. Dawson clearly wants to bone. Uh, Pacey's like, bro, do you think she's a virgin, bro? Oh, Pacey, shut up. Your mind's in the gutter, Pacey. Bro, I don't know, man. She's probably not a virgin. I would have hit that shit if everybody else was gone. Pacey, I will say this. Pacey's dialogue is spot on, like, 15-year-old douchebag boy. Because I've been a 15-year-old douchebag boy. Uh, ditto on that one. Yeah, it's just... You know, it immediately turns to, oh, yeah, man, if you weren't there, I would have fucked her. I mean, I fucked her six times while you weren't looking, but, yeah, I mean, we did it already. It's not a big deal. Speaking of doing it, uh, Dawson and Pacey walk in on Mom and Dad. Yeah! Fucking, here's your bro, Kevin. That's right. John Wesley Ship playing Mitch Leary. Dude was the Flash. Flashing all over Mrs. Leary's face like chugga, 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 splash, splash, splash. I'm a big fan of this guy, Johnny. I like him, too. I, I did watch The Flash on CBS when I was a youngster. Dawson's parents are always trying to fuck around the house. It's awkward for him. You know, it is what it is. Uh, Joey. Joey rows home to her fucking palatial estate here in Capeside. You know, Johnny, they filmed this at DDP's house. <laughs> I'm sorry. Diamond Dallas Page? Yeah, man. That dude's fucking trash. Well, okay, but we do meet Joey's sister and her, I guess, brother-in-law, who kind of take care of her. Her dad's in prison. We don't know that, that, but you and I know that because we've seen the show. Um, it's supposed to be... Now, actually, this is, I think, important to, to note. It's 1998, um, so... Joey, no, they're not married. They're not married. So it's Joey's sister's boyfriend is a black man. And Joey's sister is a white woman. Totally normal. Totally what have you. But it's 1998. So at the same time, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's trying to be edgy because it's not. Um, it's just reality. But at the same time, it stands out on network TV. And that's a good thing and a sad thing. It's a good thing that they're fucking doing what they want to do and making a point. It's a bad thing that it's not the norm or that it stood out like a sore thumb. And I hope that makes sense. Johnny, you sound like a fucking racist, dude. God damn it, Kevin. I'm just... I just said it's a good thing that they're doing it, but it's a bad thing that it wasn't normal. Can I be more clear? It doesn't matter, man. This is fake Bodie. This is not my Bodie. Well, it is true. This guy gets recast in further episodes, so the Bodie we see here is not the actual Bodie. Uh, but Bessie, which is Joey's sister, is really pregnant. She's pissed off. They don't have a good home dynamic, but uh, they both call Bodie's food orgasmic, because he's got to take a chef test, I guess? <laughs> you ever hear of a fucking chef test, Kevin? 
Why are you laughing? Do you know how hard it is to pass the fucking chef's test? It took me six tries, Johnny. How many fucking chef's tests have you passed? I guess none, but... I, don't, I Seriously? I don't want to talk about it. Six times. But yeah, after that, we go to the video store where Dawson and Pacey work out. Well, they don't work out, but they work out of this video store. We meet Nellie Olsen. She's a bitch. <laughs> Just like that little house bitch. Uh, Pacey's giving Dawson a hard time. Hey, your dad's like Mr. Man Meat. Are you Mr. Man Meat Jr.? Uh, sweet, I know what you did last summer poster on the wall, by the way. Kevin Williamson, of course, responsible for writing that flick. Uh, Johnny, Jennifer Love Huge Tits, she doing it for you? I mean, Jennifer Love Hewitt is a nice person. I don't know who you're talking about. Speaking of the huge tits, uh, Pacey's got his mouth open like a cartoon fucking dog because in walks another babe. Lots of babes walking in in this episode. It's Tamara. At least that's how she identifies herself. She's basically just wearing her underwear, man. She's in like a slip. And she's like, oh, I want to rent a video. I'm a hot babe who's new in town. Hey, I know I'm a little bit older than you, but do you know the graduate? Where the mom fucks the kid? I kind of want to rent that movie. And guess what, man? She does. She rents The Graduate. Here we go. Putting you on the spot, Johnny. Is Tamara flirting with Pacey? You know what? Uh, Upon rewatch, I do think she is flirting with Pacey. Let's not kid ourselves. Josh Jackson looks like he's about 28. So I could see this as being a, if nothing else, I'm going to fuck some like college stud who's on the rowing team sort of scenario. And, you know, that's fine. There's not a goddamn thing wrong with that. Uh, and we're able to talk about this in free terms because Pacey is 15, the character. But Josh Jackson is not 15, the person. So these jokes are all perfectly fine. But after the video store... Uh, well, first of all, I pay when you return, Kev. I worked at a video store. You paid when you take them. You get the late fees if you bring them back late. But your ass is not getting out of the store without fucking paying something. Well, Johnny, they've got the credit card on file. I mean, what more do you want? That's true. I suppose you're right. All right, moving on. Dawson comes home from the video store with a new haircut. Because uh, it's the pilot. You know how these things go. Uh, and, and we're here to song. God, what song was it, Kev? Do you remember? As a lay me. Down to sleep, yes I pray that you will hold me near. <laughs> right, that that's what it is. Uh, and Jen is sitting on the docks with the sunset. It's a, it's a good shot, I will say that. That's a Steve Miner shot right there. Reminds me of Friday Three when they put the yo-yo in 3D. This is what the sunset reminds me of. Hey, Johnny, uh, you can move this over here. Let's do this in a four-three with an IMAX tint. Can we do that? Kevin, we are not filming a fucking show. We are podcasting. But yeah, Jen's looking at the sunset. Dawson's like, oh my god, I'm going to make my move. And you know, they have small talk. I reject reality. That's why I like movies. Do you want to see my studio? Well, fuck yeah, she does. Uh, Kevin, have you ever watched a porn that started just like this? I have seen a few. But yeah, it's like a porn. Uh, Jen says that her grandma's into God. Uh, she doesn't like that I'm not. Uh, Dawson takes her up to the casting couch and shows her his fucking Spielberg posters. I don't know, man. We got a few too many posters here. Do you think uh, Dawson Leary in the year 2022 is getting psyched for uh, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny? I mean, who is it? Crystal Skull? Whoa, that's a picture. 
You know, when they filmed Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, what I like the most, what I'm thinking the most, if you will, is how they got rid of all the practical sets and they just did everything in CGI. You're keeping the budget down, which means we got more to spend on the catering. We got more to spend on the vino. We got better accommodations. Not so much staying at the La Quinta, staying at the Hilton while we're filming this picture. Yeah, I couldn't disagree more, Kevin. Uh, but at the same time, Joey wants to start a ladder match. She's climbing up the ladder. And uh, they're about to start casting, that being Joey, or excuse me, Dawson and Jen. They're about to get down to fucking. Just kidding, they're not. And uh, Jennifer's grandma's like, Jennifer, it's time to pray. And so she goes to pray, I guess. Joey shows up and Dawson's like, Joey, my mom's on the news and she's fucking her anchor. Listen to her bees. Back to you, Bob. So the way that Dawson's mom is saying, back to you, Bob, Bob being her co-anchor on the nightly news, she thinks, or Dawson thinks, that Mrs. Leary is fucking a Bob. He's right! We won't learn that till later. Joey's like, Dawson, you're just trying to ruin your perfect little life. Everything that you say is just a script. You're just living in this fiction, Dawson. Come back to reality with your anamorphous, persnickety point of view. Real teenagers, Kev. Yeah, real sexy teenagers. God damn it, Kevin! But that's the end of Act 1. Act 2 brings us the first day of school. 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 Will my teachers be mean? Will we all get along? Will I see my best friends? <laughs> Sorry, everybody. That is a Yo Gabba Gabba reference. Uh, you know, my kids grew up in that era. What the fuck are you talking about? Yo Gabba Schmabba. Are you on Smack, Johnny? No, Kevin, it's just this fucking TV show, okay? It was actually kind of fun to watch, and it was kind of trippy if you were under the right influence. Uh, anyway, it's the first day of school in Capeside. Jen is watching over her gramps and, you know, having a soft, tender moment. It's it's very quite sweet. We cut to some eggs. Grams is making some eggs because, you know, eggs are the symbol of renewal, of refreshment, uh, you know, and all the other things that Mentos can do. Johnny, what the fuck, man? Ever since Act 2 started, you've been fucking high. I mean, yeah. Jen's like, I don't want any eggs, though, Grams. You don't have to make me breakfast. I'm from New York, so I just drink coffee. You don't have to be from New York to drink coffee, Johnny. I'm from Detroit. Drink a cup every day. Blueberry death wish. You know, and I, some people have one. I drink one. Why don't you let me take over? Jen's laying down some feelers like Gramps. What's up with this Dawson? He's kind of hip. Kind of like the way he dances. I kind of like the way he gets down. He had me on the casting couch. What do you know about the big D? Gramps is like, well, I don't see him at church, and I don't see Joey there either. So, you know, now let's have ourselves a praying session for breakfast. Jen's like, oh, but Gramps, you know, I just, y you handle the praying. Uh, no, Jennifer, you're going to pray. No, Grams, you go ahead and pray. This leads us to perhaps one of the greatest smash cuts in film and television history. Jen's like, Grams, look, I'm an atheist. Smash cut to Granny's face. Drop the needle. I get knocked down. And I get up again. You ain't ever gonna keep me down. I get knocked down. And I get up again. You ain't ever gonna take me down. How can you sing at a time like this, Johnny? Yeah, we smash cut. We smash cut to the kids' school. It's a fake school. All right. Spread the word right now. This Cape Side High is bullshit because there's a sign that says Cape Side High, the home of the wildcats. Not a little something about wildcats. 
Uh, I used to reside in Arizona, home of the Wildcats. Uh, you remember that picture, Speed? I don't know how to respond to that. Fuck you, Siri. Don't talk to me. I'm recording a show. You guys remember that show, Speed, in 94? The Jeff Daniels? Fucking Dennis Hopper? Keanu Reeves? And Sandra Bullock, the Wildcat. Oh. That's how they figured out that, uh, Dennis Hopper, you know, the, the, the referee from the NFL... That's how they knew he had a commercial. Or a fucking commercial. He was in those commercials. That's how they knew he had the closed circuit cameras on the bus. It's a brilliant picture. But, well, my whole point, Johnny, is that Capeside High is the home of the Minutemen, not the Wildcats. Well, Kev, these things happen. It's the pilot. I mean, wait till we get to episode two. Everyone's going to look a little bit different anyway. Grams looks like she's about 38, okay? They're going to fucking add a bunch of extra like white powder to her hair. Just let it go, man. It's the pilot. I'm taking back control. Nellie from the video store meets up with Jen, and she's like, Hi! Oh, I feel so bad about your grandpa. Do you want to get high and party? And Jen's like, you know, I don't I don't really party. I don't do drugs and, and drink, you know. And Nellie's like, you're a fucking loser. Uh, Jen is like, Dawson, I want a fucking cigarette. He's like, you smoke? Because Dawson is such this fragile little bitch. He's got this view of Jen, like she's this perfect thing, but it's like, wait, you smoke? But that doesn't fit my perfect script. It's true, Doss. Sometimes you just got to accept things that you're not really willing to accept. For example, I'm fucking these twins in uh, New Delhi, and they've got these tattoos on their tits. It's not really my thing, but I fucked them anyway. It's similar. Okay, sound advice for all you Dawsons out there. Uh, but we, we have a little montage around school. Chumbawamba's still playing. We cut to Pacey. And, and the director, Steve Miner, of Friday the 13th fame, 1982, 1983? Yes, he, he wants us to know that Pacey's a goofball. So what's Pacey doing in the middle of class before it starts? <laughs> Balancing a book on his head, of course. Are you shaming the science of book balancing? Bozo the Clown. The Great One taught me how to balance a book on my head when I was only seven years old. Was this before your cooking test, Kevin? Are you doubting the legacy of film connoisseur Kevin Nash and what I've done in my life? I could balance a book with the best of them. More importantly, though, guess who's Pacey's new English teacher? It's, whoa, Tamara. Pacey's all like, hey, Tamara, what are you doing in my classroom? She's like, hey, Pacey, I think while the other kids are around, you should call me Miss Jacobs. <laughs> well, well said. Dawson wanders into a classroom where a teacher is watching the film Psycho. Now, Kevin, can you just back out of this one for a second? I, I need to really let some steam off my chest, okay? Hey, what's wrong? Get some steam off? I got uppers? I got downers? Let me call the juice. I think he's got some in-betweeners. No, no, no. I'm just angry, and I want to rant. I want to, I want to rant and rave, okay? So Dawson goes to this teacher who's watching Psycho, and he, he startles him, and this guy's like, whoa, what are you doing in my classroom? Uh, Dawson's like, hey, you're watching Psycho. Anthony Perkins, Janet Lee, 1960, Universal. Funny fact, did you know that Alfred Hitchcock threw water on Janet Lee to make her scream? Oh, Dawson, are you are you in my class? Oh, you should be in my class, Dawson. What the fuck? Just pause. Like, all Dawson's doing is illustrating that he has some trivial information about a film that was made. Yes, it is Psycho. It is Hitchcock, okay? But he hasn't illustrated anything. He's not, like, uh, talking about... Fi- and that's the big problem. 
All right? And so for all you fuckers out there, listen up. I grew up in a small-ass town, not a thing like Capeside, thinking that I, I knew some shit about film. Yeah, that's right. You call it film. Kevin? This is mine. Thinking I knew some things about film. I knew a lot of trivia about film. Knowing film trivia and worthless information does not a filmmaker or a director make, okay? There's a lot you need to learn there, old Dawson. But this guy still continues to be impressed. Dawson's like, yeah, I know you're impressed. I should be in your film lab class. And film lab? What are you teaching at fucking small town high school? What sort of film study are we offering? Dawson's like, come on, man. I'm passionate about this. This is my only opportunity. It's a small town. Now, I understand that. But what does this guy bring into the table? I swear to God, every time we cut to Dawson in film class, because spoiler alert, he eventually weasels his way in. Every time we cut to, I'm going to take the sharpest, most strict notes about what this fucker is actually teaching this class. Johnny, I just, I understand where you're coming from. I do. But you missed a really important detail in this shot. It's 4-3, so you can see it clear as day. There's an I Know What You Did Last Summer poster in the classroom. You're just illustrating my point, Big Sexy. I Know What You Did Last Summer might be a fun little jaunt, but it's not a film, as you would say. Uh, yeah, I guess you got me there. I wouldn't call it a film. It's a picture. Oh, God damn it, Kevin! Anywho, we're just going to track this, but yeah, uh, it's for juniors and above, and Dawson's a sophomore, as you lovingly said, Kevin. So he, he's not allowed into this class. Uh, Joey and Jen have a walk and talk, like they're on the goddamn West Wing. Uh, Joey's like, well, your grandma hates me because my dad's in jail, and my pregnant sister lives with her black boyfriend. Uh, by the way, Kevin, I picked up this little note. Uh... Joey's dad is in prison for trafficking 10,000 pounds of marijuana. Holy shit, that's a crime? What about 9,999 pounds? Uh, I I would check with your local legislators, Kevin. I can't vouch for anything. But it's a new world out there. I could go buy uh, fake weed at the corner, so... Like the corner store. Like a store that pays taxes. Taxes? What are we talking? Uh, W-2? 1099? 10.42? E equals MC square? <laughs> Just getting there, Johnny. That last one wasn't a tax form. At least not in the States. In Canada, tax forms carry all sorts of different names. I did a little work for the Tunnies up in Toronto. Why? Why did I even mention taxes? Because huh. you know you got the tax master. Kevin Sullivan? Task master. Film connoisseur Kevin Nash? Tax master. Okay. Uh, Jen's like, Joey, where's your mom? Oh, uh, my mom had this whole cancer thing. It didn't work out for her. I mean, Jesus Christ. I was I was giving the dialogue credit earlier. But this, this Joey character is way too much in denial. Like that, if Joey is ashamed of her dad and stuff like that, like I get it, okay? But being ashamed of like your mom dying of cancer? No, let it out. Fucking get some, get some of those emotions out, Joey. I'm serious. I don't think teenagers really act like that. People in general want to talk about themselves as much as possible. You know, I kind of vehemently disagree. I don't know that I always feel that. Kevin! My point exactly. So, this girl would want to talk. This is very unrealistic. Speaking of unrealistic, we go to the cafe. You know, 
This cafe scene really threw me through a loop. Let me tell you why, John. I hate to interrupt, but here's the kicker. You see so many scenes like this in high school where kids are sitting around the cafeteria, and they're like, over there are the jocks. Over there are the wine folk. Over here are the nerds. Over here are the uh, math people. And that's not what this scene's all about. It seems as if Dawson and Jen are playing a little game where they're playing a little make-believe about some of the teachers and kids around the school. They're like, hey, that guy is a math tutor, but at night, he kills kids. <laughs> That's crazy. It is crazy, Kevin, especially the gag about one of the teachers shooting kids in the school. Really aged well, didn't it? Uh, but Dawson's like, Jen, you're brilliant with dialogue. Will you punch up my script? I'm having a climax problem. Boom. Cue the dad laugh, because that's kind of a funny one. Even Joey slaps her face at that one, like, oh, God, did we, did you really write that, Kevin? Not you, Kevin. Kevin Williamson. I get what you're saying. There's more than one Kevin out there. Like, McAllister. There's a Kevin I can get behind. I don't even want to know. Um, Pacey stalks Tamara. Now, Tamara is having lunch. Her lunch is the perfect late 90s uh feminist uh, shaming. Uh, well, not... All I'm trying to say is it's like sending all the wrong signals to the women and young girls out there watching because her lunch is strategically placed on her desk. It's a fucking cup of oranges, a little thing of yogurt that I'm sure is half-eaten, and a bottle of H2O. Don't get fat, girls! Nobody will want to pay you to be a housewife. Okay? Uh, but Pacey's like, hey, Tamara, are you looking for romance tonight? What about this movie, The Summer of 42? You want to rent it? It's a story about a woman that seduces a young boy. Tamara's like, yeah, I know that film. It's a favorite. Uh, come on, Johnny. I mean, Tamara might not be into it quite yet, but she's absolutely stoking the fires. I've been in this situation a many times. Well, there's a new movie playing at the Rialto tonight. I think I might go see that, Pacey. Get the fuck out of here. Pacey is trying to convince Dawson, bro, we gotta go to the Rialto. I have a chance to lose my virginity in a high fantasy fashion. I read it in Cosmo. Dawson's like, why are you reading Cosmo, bro? Pacey's like, I got three sisters. I read Cosmo. I wanna, I wanna see if that tracks, by the way. Pacey having three sisters. This is something people do in shit all the time. You know, in some random episode, Pacey would be like, oh, but my aunt died six years ago, uh, in a plane crash. And then, you know, Two seasons later, Pacey's like, come on, let's take a plane. Nothing ever bad happens on a plane. It's like, bro, you don't remember? I'm not saying this show does that, but shows do that. There are, there are more egregious sins out there. John, do you like cinema sins? No! I don't want to talk about cinema sins, okay? This is more highbrow than that. Film connoisseur Kevin Nashquin interrupting me. There's absolutely another person here. Uh, but Pacey's like, all right, all right. I'll, or Dawson gives in. He's like, okay, I'll invite Jen. Uh, look, Jen's right there. Oh, no, Jen's talking to a guy in a varsity jacket. Pacey, I've got the varsity blues. Johnny, I should kick you in the nuts if I thought you had him. That's eh, fair. Uh, but uh, Dawson's like, Jen, will you go to the movies with me tonight, please? Uh, you don't want to go with that guy. He's a transvestite. I mean, yeah, they have the Dawson character shave this guy because he's a transvestite. What the fuck, D? You big dick. That's what that D stands for. Joey's taking a walk around Cape Side. Dawson's riding a bike with a fucking ridiculous backwards hat on. This guy looks like a fucking accountant. He's like, Joey, will you please come to the movies and be the fourth wheel with me? She's like, okay. See, Joey, I told you nothing would change. Our relationship will be exactly the same. I'm going to go ready for my date. Bye! 
And Joey has this forlorn look on her face like, but Dawson, I wanted things to change. And we go to a commercial, and uh, we're coming back with Act 3, Kevin, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, yeah. Act 3, where things really get complicated. I guess you could say that's what I call a sticky situation. Did you pull that shit backstage? I mean, if you laid a joke down like that, you're telling me that the boys would just go for it? I mean, I'm 6 feet 11, like 300 pounds, and I got the book. Ah! Eh, Sound. All right. Act three kicks off. And, you know, I'll give Jen Lindley a lot of credit, man. She's she's talking to Grandma, and she's civil about everything. She's like, hey, I want to go to the movies tonight with some friends. Uh, It'll be a lot of fun. Uh, I promise we're not going to go out and get drunk and shoot people and stuff like that. She kind of makes a joke of it because she knows Grandma's a little uptight. And I'll give Grandma credit, man. She's civil about this. She's like, that's fine, Jennifer. I understand you want to go with your friends. As long as you come to church with me, there'll be no problems. Ba-boom! So she drops the church bomb on Jen. And I'm conflicted about this a little bit, Kev. Like, I see multiple points of view. Like, option A, you know, if you're Jen, it's kind of like, hey, uh, I believe this and... um. It sucks that uh, you're asking me to do it, but uh, I'll tell you what, I respect where you're coming from as your granddaughter, and uh, you know what, I'll go with you, and I'll just hang out. I'll sit there, I'll uh, think of other shit in my head. You You don't have to do that, but you could. And then B, they're like, fuck you, Grandma, are you serious? Like, that's a hardcore thing to ask somebody. You know what I mean? So, uh, I don't know, like, Kev, you find yourself in that situation, what are you doing, A or B? Uh... Go with C. I'm going to end the streak at Starcade 98. And it really wasn't... Uh, fine, whatever. I, I'm done asking you. So Jen's like, you know what, Grandma? All right, I respect your beliefs. That's cool. As long as I live here, I promise I won't be a dick about it. I, I promise. I totally will respect you. And uh, you, uh, you know, hit me back with the same. And uh, mi casa es su casa. Or, or su casa. No mi casa es su casa. But, you know, it's like a live and let live sort of scenario. And, you know, it ends on that sort of compromise. Graham's is like, well, well, we'll see in the future, little child. But you're kind of a whore. You need church. Uh, you know, it just kind of devolves to, to do as I say, because I said it, because it's my house, which I can tell you from experience, never works. And, uh, you know, it's kind of a shoulder shrug, like, oh, Grams, you're crazy. And she's like, you'll see how crazy I am, Jennifer. <laughs> Dawson's heading out for the big date. Uh, he sees his dad is uh, contemplating and laying out plans for an aquatic-themed restaurant. So, you know, I totally get now why Mrs. Leary is cheating on him. D- dude, Kev, this guy, your guy. All right, like, I like the Flash, but this guy's a fucking loser. Yeah, you'll get no arguments from me, Johnny. He's, he's pretty lame. <laughs> All right, we agree on something. Uh, but he's like, now, Dawson, that's cool, man. Get the fuck out of here. I'm going to play with my underwater toys and watch your mom do the news because it gets me hard. And, then, you know, that's great. Like, I support that, but Dawson's like, oh, come on. It's all sex, 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 sex. I don't know why I sounded like Paul Heyman there. And, and, you know, the Flash is all serious about it. He's like, well, Dawson, that's a big part of our lives. No, it's not, Father, because Steven Spielberg has no sex scenes. He keeps sex in its proper place outside of the view of my cinematic vision. And you know what? I'm going to go to church with Grams. I mean, that's what it sounds like. He sounds like a big fucking horny nerd that won't let himself be horny. 
All right? This kid's got to be feverishly masturbating. And that's fine. He should be. Kev, you still having fun? I dig it the most. Um, uh, We do see Dawson's mom say, back to you, Bob. And Bob looks like the kind of guy that would sell you some insurance, but then ask you to tell five friends about him. They'll be like, here's some business cards. Or actually, you know what? Why don't you just write down your friend's emails? I'll reach out to them directly. You know? Yeah, we call that a beefer. In the business. A beefer? Like, can you use it as a sentence? Oh, sure. Uh, uh, don't hang out with Brutus. That guy's a beefer, man. Oh, I totally fucking get it. Uh, back at DDP's house, Joey needs some lipstick. You know, her mom's gone. Her sister's there. She kind of fills in. Uh, you can tell they were having a sisterly moment uh, because the song they started playing is like, I've got a friend who loves me and it's my sister. Uh, Joey runs to the boat. <laughs> I fucking love how Joey runs. It's going to be an ongoing thread on this show. Uh, and we arrive at what's got to be the most color-coordinated date ever because the fucking kids are all wearing what they wear in the opening credits. It's like, yeah, we're just going to shoot the credits in the morning and shoot the fucking uh, climax at night. Uh, and they all look good. They look like they walked out of a fucking runway. And then Joey begins what can best be described as World War Three. She makes fun of Jen's highlighted hair. And she's like, are you a virgin? Because he's a virgin, and two virgins that fuck. It's just it, it, two virgins don't make it right. It's really, it's really not going to be good. And and wow, holy shit! Jen's like, well, no, Joey, I am a virgin, and we know she's lying. But you know, Jen has it's none of her business. Uh, you know, I'm on team Jen here. But but she's like, you know, she gives it back to her. Like, Joey, are, are you a virgin? And uh, Joey's like, no, I lost it years ago to a trucker named Bubba. Holy shit! What what is it? Bubba. You know, Big Bubba? We called him Bubba, those of us that knew him. He always said he had a girl in Massachusetts that he'd meet up with. Uh, yeah, but this was filmed in North Carolina? Well, I mean, just saying. I mean, it doesn't mean it's not her. She's fictional, Kev. Johnny, I, I'm fictional. I'm a pro wrestler. All right? Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, Dawson kind of yanks her by the ears, like, get the fuck out of here. I've got got a few words I'm going to have with you. Uh, Pacey sees that, uh, Miss Jacobs Tamara is here, and he's like, I'm out. He goes to flirt with her. Uh, it it totally devolves when we're in the movie theater, alright? And Dawson is totally desperate to hold Jed's hand. And a part of me, it's like, oh yeah, I remember that shit. But Joey catches glimpse of this, and she's like, give her a fucking award. The look on her face is exactly the look in my head. Like, this is the most pathetic thing I've ever seen. Uh, She's a surrogate for the audience. Uh, They finally connect with a brief handhold, and Joey resumes the tactics in the field of war. Uh, Jen, are you a size queen? (laughs) Dawson again yanks the ear like, I've had enough to hear with your antics. They go to talk. Pacey makes contact with Tammy. Hey. Did you catch their watching, waiting for Guffman? What? You know, the movie. The movie that's playing at the theater that they're at. No, I've actually uh, never seen that movie. Are you kidding me? O'Hara? Willard? Posey? Levy? Guest? Jesus, Johnny. The critical consensus on Rotten Tomatoes reads, The riotously deadpan mockumentary about aspiring community theater performers never stoops? to ridicule off-ridiculous characters. Owen Lieberman from EW called it a madcap gem. 
Okay, I'll fucking add it to the list. List my ass! I've never seen any goddamn list. Uh, Miss Jacobs freaks out that Pacey's here to flirt. Uh, he, he's talking about, uh, you know, he's like, oh, you know, uh, yeah, I got the movie on hold for you. Yeah, don't worry, come down to the, come down to the, to the video rental place, Miss Jacobs. I'll give you some free rentals. And Miss Jacobs looks sort of awkward about the scenario, and I don't blame her because Pacey is talking way too loud to be at a movie theater. It's like a full-on conversational volume, but she's on a date, you see. With the guy that teaches the film class? I guess he's like, oh, there's this beautiful picture. It's coming out. It was released by Universal Pictures or Lionsgate or some shit. And it's called Waiting for Guffman. And that makes me an important movie guy because I know who distributed the film and what year it came out. Will you blow me? Uh, I thought for a second it was a different guy. But, Kevin, uh, Kevin, you said it was the same guy? Yeah, according to Wikipedia, it's the same bloke. His name's uh, Benjamin Gold or Benji to his mates. Are you just Australian now? Yeah, for just uh, just a few more minutes, I am. Okay, so it's two teachers on a date, and that's fine. But why is Mr. Uh, Benji like antagonizing Pacey? Because Benji grabs Pacey, Pacey grabs Benji, Benji's popcorn spilly all over some angry guy behind them, and the angry guy punches Pacey in the face, and he gives him a shina. That's a domino effect. Science has proven this. It's a hashtag Nash fact. Nash fact, like flash fact? Yeah. Actually, I kind of like that. Keep it up. I will. Dawson. Uh, Dawson. Now he's got Joey's face. He's like grabbing her. He's like, Joey, are you twerk? Are you tweaking? <laughs> Even though I wrote tweaking, I still knew I was going to accidentally say twerking because that's a thing. But he's like, are you tweaking? Are you high? Uh, but Joey just wants attention. And I think that's kind of fair. But the other side of me is like, I don't know. Is it fair? She's just pissed off at Dawson because his life is so cushiony. Get your head out of the fucking movies, Dawson. This is reality. Look at what's in front of you. And I don't kind of get it. Eh, I don't know, though. I, I never had this uh, toxic of a friendship with a member of the opposite sex. So I'm just not quite sure. But I'm trying to empathize where both characters are coming from, you know? Uh, we head out to a commercial break, and now we're coming in with the resolution. It's the walk home. Uh, Dawson and Jen arrive at Grandma's place. Uh, a kiss is denied, pretty much. Uh, but poor Jen, she's like, you know, I blame myself for all the shit that happened tonight. Dawson at least falls on the grenade, and he's like, grenade. He's like it's not your fault. Uh, Dawson kind of gets friend-zoned, but it's more like a, eh, maybe, zoned. <laughs> Been there, done that. Uh, but, you know, Jen just got here. You know, she has no idea what life is like in this form. You know, she doesn't really know what her existence is even going to be here in Capeside. Like, it's a lot to ask of a fucking 15-year-old. Uh, I don't care what the scenario is. It's kind of a box of chocolates-like thing. I'm cutting that joke. You fucking nerd. Is that a Forrest Gump joke? I stand by my joke. Oh, Jesus Christ. Pacey, he's walking a lonely road. It's the only one that he's ever known, apparently. Blink-182. No, no, Green Day is a band. You didn't let me finish. What? No, you... What the fuck? Yeah, Blink-182 is a band. It's just something that I was saying. I like to say it a couple times a day. You know what it is? I like to remind myself, Mark, Tom, Travis, and you know the first guy. It's, you know, it's just something I do. Oh, fuck you, Kevin. No, you were wrong, and I was right. All right, well, fuck you, Johnny. I'm doing the sexy part. Pacey runs into Miss Jacobs and uh, gives her what she needs. Uh, he starts talking down to her. He finishes up with the real winner. I'm the best sex you'll never have. It's pretty much that. Uh, sure, that's what Sean told Steph back in the day. I mean, maybe. 
allegedly. But yeah, man, they kiss, they're making out, Tammy fucking moans and everything. She's like, ugh, Kev, give it to me. At least I imagine that's what she was thinking. Uh, but then she does run away in fear, thus proving she's not entirely crazy. This is a bit of a risk. I mean, Pacey's a cool cat, but, uh, you know, you could get like a couple weeks in the slammer for something like this. I'm sorry, a couple of weeks? That's correct. Wow. All right. Uh, you are correct in your assessment, though. Uh, that is exactly what happens. We get back to Dawson's house. Joey is in the closet. You good? Yeah, we, yeah, we can move on from that. All right. I just wanted to double check. I wanted to give you your moment. Uh, Dawson's like, Joey, I'm sorry. I can't lose you. You know, I didn't know that you were pretty, but then you wore lipstick, so, you know. Uh I, I, I thought I thought you were pretty, but I think I'm going to friend zone you too because I just got friend zoned. And it makes sense. You know, it's not that they really want each other at this point, even though it is. Uh, maybe it just feels weird to not have them be the one that they're experiencing these first sort of butterflies with and shit like that, you know? Are you Dr. Johnny? You like a kid shrink? No. Yeah, exactly. Shut the fuck up. Joey's like, no more sleepovers. I'm laying down the gauntlet. I'm done. This pussy is closed. Dawson's the little bitch like, Joey, come on, man. We always tell each other everything. It doesn't got to change, man. And uh, Joey, she asked the one question, the most important question a man could ever be asked. You walk your dog? Like what time and how many times, etc., etc.? It's like she really wants a schedule of this man's masturbatory efforts. I, my, I'm thinking, Johnny. What she wants to do, she wants to get it all down in a little booklet. Maybe digitize it, add it to a Google Calendar. That way she gets a little beep beep. She can creak on down the creek, do a ladder gimmick, and walk right in and be like, Oh, hey, looks like you could use a hand. Wow. It's an interesting theory. Uh, but, you know, I don't necessarily think that this is a normal question to ask your friends. Like... I, this is not something I talked about with my friends. I assumed we were all just jerking it like 88 times a day, but we didn't need to be a part of it. Uh, you know, the information is not harmful. It is sort of personal. Nothing to be ashamed of. But, uh, you know, I just, I don't know that's a thing, you know. Uh, but she she does lay down the gauntlet. She wants a, she wants a jerk-off uh, report, all right? Dawson just can't do it. So, uh, you know, it, it's over. I'm out of here, Dawson. I'll talk to you later. Then... As if to bring harmony, har- <laughs> the universe back into harmony. The needle drops. Oh, why you look so sad? I don't know the rest, but I know the tunes. We now see things. Dawson does that thing where he pushes his hair back from his head and asks all frustrated. Joey, she looks back and walks. And Dawson bangs his head against a fucking door. Now Joey is running. She does an angry sit down. And some angry dock untying. Hey, Joey! Usually in the morning I jerk off to Katie Couric! Katie Holmes has a single tear stream down her face. She cracks a big smile and simultaneously laughs and bobs her head as the music proclaims, I'll stand by you! I'll stand by you! She rows away, 
and the day is saved. However, as she rows away, Joey learns a hard truth as she sees Mrs. Leary kiss Bob with the soft bees. We fade to hopefully a full season pickup. What the fuck is wrong with you, man? That's a beautiful human moment. You're just shitting on it with your little song. I'll stand by you, Joey. Fuck you, Johnny. Fuck you. You never asked me about my jerking off schedule, man. It's like you don't even care about me. All right. Uh, so wrapping up this uh, disastrous first episode of Toad Man. Who is your most valuable creaker of the episode, Kevin? Easy. Basie. Showed us all how to talk to women. All right, fine. Uh, I'm going with Jen because she at least seemed like she could potentially be a real human being, which is something you are not. And that's going to wrap up episode one of Toad Man. Make sure you subscribe to the new TNN feed and all that shit so you can hang out with me and film connoisseur Kevin Nash and all of his wonderful theories. I'm Johnny C. A winner is you. And we don't want to wait. That's, uh, we agreed I would say the sign-off, Kevin. Yeah, I'm the booker, man. That's true. <laughs>